In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Queen of heaven, rejoice. Alleluia. For he whom you did merit to bear, Alleluia, has risen as he said, Alleluia. Pray for us to God, Alleluia. Rejoice and be glad, O Virgin Mary, Alleluia. For the Lord is truly risen, Alleluia. The following is a reading from St. Louis-Marie de Montfort's True Devotion to the Blessed Virgin. Chapter 6, Article 2 The Blessed Virgin and Her Slaves of Love And now, here are the loving services that the Blessed Virgin, best of all mothers, renders to those faithful servants who have given themselves to her in the manner I have described and according to the figure of Jacob. Number 1. She Loves Them Ego diligentes me diligo. Proverbs 8.17 I love those who love me. She loves them because she is their true mother. Now a mother always loves her child, the fruit of her womb. She loves them out of gratitude because they have for her, their beloved mother, an effective love. She loves them because, as they are predestinate, God loves them. Jacob dilexi. Isa autem odio habui. Romans 9.13 Jacob I have loved, but Isa I have hated. She loves them because they have consecrated themselves entirely to her and are her portion and her inheritance. In Israel hereditare. Ecclesiastes 24.13 She loves them tenderly, more tenderly than all the mothers in the world together. But if possible, in the heart of one mother, for an only child, the natural love of all the mothers in the world for their children. Certainly that mother's love would be immense. Yet it is true that Mary loves her children even more tenderly than that mother would love her child. She loves them not only affectionately, but also effectively. Her love for them is active and effective, as was Rebecca's love for Jacob, even more so. And here's what this loving mother, of whom Rebecca was but a figure, does for her children to gain them the blessings of their Heavenly Father. Number one, like Rebecca, she watches for favorable opportunities to do them good, to ennoble and enrich them. As she clearly sees in God all that is good and all that is evil, every good and evil fortune, every blessing and malediction of God, she forestalls events so as to safeguard her servants from many evils and to impart to them many blessings so that if there is some good fortune to be made in God by the faithful discharge of some task, it is certain that Mary will obtain such fortune for one of her beloved children and servants, and she will give him the grace to carry it through faithfully. Ipsa procurat negotia nostra. She manages herself our affairs, says the saint. Number two, she gives them good counsel, as Rebecca did to Jacob. Fili mi acquiesce concilis Mays, my son, follow my counsels, Genesis 27.8. Among other things, she advises them to bring her the two kids, that is, their body and their soul, and to consecrate them to her, that she may prepare them as a dish pleasing to God, and to observe whatever Jesus Christ, her son, has taught by word and example. If she does not give these counsels in person, it will be through the ministry of angels, whose greater honor and pleasure it is to come on earth, at her command to succor her faithful servants. Number three. And what does this good mother do when we have brought and consecrated to her our soul and body 
with all that depends on them without exception. She does what Rebecca did in former days to the two kids brought to her by Jacob. One, she kills them. She causes them to die to the life of the old Adam. Two, she flays and strips them of their natural skin, of their natural inclinations, their self-love, self-will, and all attachment to creatures. Three, she purifies them from their stains, impurities, and sins. Four, she prepares them to the taste of God and to his greater glory. And she alone knows perfectly what is the taste and greater glory of the Most High. She alone, without fear of mistake, can prepare and dress our body and soul to that infinitely exalted taste and that infinitely hidden glory. Number four, having received the perfect offering we have made of ourselves, our merits and satisfactions, through the devotion of which I have spoken, and having stripped us of our old garments, this good mother cleanses us and renders us worthy to appear before our Heavenly Father. Number one, she clothes us in the clean, new, precious, and perfumed garments of Esau, the firstborn, namely of Jesus Christ, her son, which she keeps in her house, that is, which comes under her power. For she is the treasurer and universal dispenser of the merits and virtues of Jesus Christ, her son. She gives and communicates them to whom she wills, when she wills, as she wills, and in the proportion she wills, as we have seen above. Number two, she covers the neck and hands of her servants with the skins of the kids she has killed and flayed. That is to say, she adorns them with the merits and value of their own actions. She kills and deadens in truth all that is impure and perfect in them. But she does not loose or and scatter the good that grace has worked in them. She preserves and augments it to adorn and strengthen their neck and hands. That is to say, she strengthens them to carry the yoke of their Lord. A yoke is worn upon the neck, and to work wonders for the glory of God and the salvation of their poor brethren. Number three, she imparts new perfume and new gracefulness to those garments and adornments by adding to them the garments of her own merits and virtues. These she bequeathed to them at her death, as relates a holy nun of the last century who died in the order of sanctity and learnt this by revelation. Thus all her domestics, all her servants and slaves are clothed with double garments, those of her son and her own. Omnes domestici eius vestiti sunt duplicibus. Proverbs 31.21 For this reason they have nothing to fear from the cold of Jesus Christ, white as snow, cold as the reprobate, naked and stripped as they are of the merits of Jesus Christ, and the Blessed Virgin will be unable to bear. Number 5. Finally, Mary obtains for them the blessing of the Heavenly Father, although they, being the youngest born and adopted children, should not normally have it. Clad in garments at once quite new, very precious, and of very delightful odor, their bodies and souls well prepared and dressed, they confidently approach the couch of their Heavenly Father. He hears their voice and knows it to be the voice of a sinner. He touches their hands covered with skins. He smells the good odor of their garments. With joy he partakes of what Mary, their mother, has prepared for him, and recognizing in them the merits and good odor of his son and his blessed mother. Number one, he gives them the double blessing, the blessing of the dew of heaven, de rore celi, Genesis twenty-two twenty-eight, namely divine grace, which is the seat of glory. Benedicit nos in omni benedictione spirituali in Christo Jesu. Ephesians 1, 3. God hath blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. And the blessing of the fatness of the earth. De pinuendine tere.
Genesis 27:28. That is to say, this good father gives them their daily bread and a sufficient abundance of the goods of this earth. Number two, he makes them masters of their brethren, the reprobate. Not that their, this supremacy always appears in this ephemeral world. 1 Corinthians 7.31 Where the reprobate often hold dominion. Peccatoris effabuntur et gloria buntur. Psalm 93.3 and 4 Vidi impium supera exaltatum et elevatum. Psalm 36.35 I have seen the wicked highly exalted and lifted up like the cedars of Lebanon. But it is true supremacy and will appear clearly in the next world for all eternity, where the just, as the Holy Ghost tells us, shall reign over the nations and rule them. Domine Buntur Populis Wisdom 3.8 Number 3. The Divine Majesty, not content with blessing them in their persons and their possessions, blesses also those who bless them and curses those who curse and persecute them. Number 2. She provides for them. The second charitable service which Our Lady renders her faithful servants is that she provides them with everything for body and soul. She gives them twofold garments, as we have just seen. She nourishes them with the most delicious meats from the banquet of God. She gives them to eat the bread of life, which she has formed. A generationibus meis implemini. Ecclesiastes 24.26 My dear children, she says to them in the words of the Book of Wisdom, be filled with my generation, that is to say, with Jesus, the fruit of life, whom I have brought into the world for you. Venite, comedite, partem meum, et bibite vinum quod mishui vobis. Proverbs 9.5 Comedite et bibite et inebriamini carissimi. Cantico 5.1 Come, she repeats in another passage, eat my bread, which is Jesus, and drink the wine of his love that I have mixed for you with the milk of my breasts. As Mary is the treasure and dispenser of the gifts and graces of the Most High, she puts aside a goodly portion, indeed the best portion, to nourish and sustain her children and her servants. They are fattened on the living bread. They are inebriated with the wine that brings forth virgins. Zechariah 9.17 they are carried at her breast, ad ubera portabimini, Isaiah 66.12. With such ease do they carry the yoke of Christ that they scarcely feel its weight because of the oil of devotion in which she has softened it. Yugum eorum cupuchreset afache oeli, Isaiah 10.27. Number three, she leads them. The third service which Our Lady renders her faithful servants is to lead and direct them according to the will of her son. Rebecca led her little Jacob and gave him good advice from time to time, either to obtain for him the blessing of his father or to save him from the hatred and persecution of his brother Esau. Mary, who is the star of the sea, leads all her faithful servants to safe haven. She shows them the paths of eternal life. She prevents them from taking dangerous steps. She leads them by the hand along the paths of justice. She upholds them when they are about to fall. She raises them when they have fallen. She chides them like a loving mother when they fail. And sometimes she even lovingly chastises them. Can a child that is obedient to Mary, his foster mother and enlightened guide, go astray in the paths of eternity? 
Ipsam sequens non devias. Following her, you will not stray, says St. Bernard. Do not fear that a true child of Mary can be seduced by the devil and fall into formal heresy. When Mary guides, the evil spirit with his illusions or the heretics with their subtleties are not to be found. Ipsa tenete non coruis. Number four, she defends and protects them. The fourth loving service which Our Lady renders her children and faithful servants is to defend and protect them from their enemies. By her care and efforts, Rebecca delivered Jacob from all dangers that beset him, and particularly from dying at the hands of his brother Esau, as he apparently would have done. But Esau hated and envied him, just as Cain hated his brother Abel. Mary, the beloved mother of the predestined, hides them under her protecting wing, as a hen does her chicks. She speaks, she lowers herself to them, she condescends to all their weaknesses. To guard them from the hawk and the vulture, she hovers over them and accompanies them as an army in battle array. Ut castrorum acies ordinata. Canticles 6.3 Need anyone surrounded by a well-ordered army of 100,000 men fear his enemies? The faithful servant of Mary, surrounded as he is by her protection and imperial power, need fear still less. This good mother, this mighty princess of heaven, would soon sooner dispatch millions of angels to help one of her servants than that it should ever be said that a faithful servant of Mary trusted in her and yet succumbed to the malice, the number, and strength of his enemies. Number five, she intercedes for them. Lastly, the fifth and greatest service which this loving mother renders her faithful devotees is to intercede for them with her son, to appease him with their prayers, to unite them to him most intimately, and to preserve that union. Rebecca bade Jacob to approach the bed of his father, and the patriarch touched him, embraced him, and even joyfully kissed him, being content and replete with the well-prepared dishes which Jacob had brought him. Then having inhaled with great joy the exquisite perfume of his garments, he cried, Ece odor filii mei, sicut odor agri pleni, cui benedixit dominus. Behold, the odor of my son is the odor of a plentiful field, which the Lord hath blessed. Genesis 27.27 This plentiful field, the fragrance of which so charmed the heart of the Father, is no other than the fragrance of the merits and virtues of Mary, who is the plentiful field of grace in which God the Father has sown the grain of wheat of the elect, his only Son. Oh, how welcome to Jesus Christ, the Father of the world, to come, Isaiah 9.6, is a child perfumed with the fragrance of Mary. Oh, how promptly and how perfectly is such a child united to him. But this we have already shown at length. Furthermore, when Mary has heaped her favors upon her children and faithful servants, when she has obtained for them the blessing of the Heavenly Father in union with Jesus Christ, she keeps them in Jesus Christ and keeps Jesus Christ in them. She guards them, watches over them day and night, lest they lose the grace of God and fall into the snares of their enemies. In plenitudine sanctos detinet. She keeps the saints in their fullness, St. Bonaventure, and makes them persevere, as we have said, to the end. Such is the interpretation of this great and ancient figure of predestination and reprobation, so unknown and so full of mysteries. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen.